putting on. Um, actually, I'm going to quickly swap the audio. Okay, so um, we left off. We had just read the Mishnah at the bottom of Chafezim. The Mishnah said that both a public cistern, um, a public well, and a private well can be treated with passin. You can use these special um, boards, these special L-shaped boards, in order to permit them. However, a, a private cistern, a bor hayachid, that requires a proper wall. That's the opinion of Rabbi Yudavan Bava says you can't do that. You can only make patin boards for a well, a public well, not a public cistern, a public well. And everything else, public cisterns, private wells, private cisterns, they're all going to need uh, a fence of some, a real fence. It might could be, even be a weak fence could be made out of rope, but um, it's got to be a fence. The halacha is in accordance with the opinion of Rav Yehuda ben Bava. Rav Yehuda ben Bava, who held that only a public well, a public well, can be treated with passim. Says the Gemara. From Rav Yosef, from Rav Yehuda, Mashmuel, lo yutu pasi birois el leber ma'im chayim bilvad. Pasi birois. The system we've been talking about, this whole parak, is only permitted for Be'er Mayim Chaim, for fresh water. Now, it's very odd, because he just said that it's got to be a fresh water. It's only public wells. Their public wells are fresh water. Um, they're not, uh, they, they, they don't generally dry up until there's, unless there's a shift in the water table of some kind. Um, and uh, so so uh, why does he have to repeat himself and say it's got to be fresh water? So he says, well, it's really tough. we need both statements. The e Ashmin and Halacha of Yudah Ben Bava. Had we merely told you the Halacha in the accordance of Yudah Ben Bava, Hapa Amin and the Rabbin, Ba'afilu Mechunasim. I would have thought, right? This is kind of an easy logical breakdown. I would have thought a public well, but perhaps even the um, Yudah Ben Bava would uh, would would even permit a sister. Now you might ask, well, how why would he permit a sister? Where it says quite obviously um, in the Mishnah that uh, that it's got to be a pair. So Rashi explains. Maybe he's just reacting to Rabbi Akiva, who said that a, a private be'er, a private well, is permitted. So he needs to say no, um, only that of a excuse me, only a well, a public well, is permitted. He's not per se reacting to the well statement um, and specifying well, he's reacting to the private statement and specifying public. That's what I would have thought. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yes, you know, you the Rabbin, but I think it's only bear. I'm not fucking the Rabbin, but you just said 
the reason it says the air is just because he was disagreeing with the Reikiva. That's why it's important for us to teach. Important for him to teach us that pasibi roiz don't apply to anything that is not a real live well. He asked me and if he had merely told us the real live well, I would say that. Well, that just means there's no difference between uh, a public and privately held well. Um, uh, and to make, the main thing is that it's a well and not a cistern. So, that's why you have to say that. Okay, very sensible. Anumish. Another halacha says the Vidim Baba. Hagina vehakarpe. Shein shivim ama vishirayim. Vigina, the garden, or the karpe, the, uh, right? The karpe is a, is a word we keep having, and I recently, I only recently learned that a karpe is not merely, I think I mentioned this in the previous year, it's not merely a area which is kind of not anything in particular and outside. It is. It was a specific word that referred to an area where people kept their wood. They kept their lumber. Um, I don't think that means that when, when we have a, a similar kind of space where we don't keep our lumber, it has a different halacha. It's still like a carpet, but the carpet does have a specific meaning. Anyway, um, so these kind of spaces... As long as there's 70 amos and some and shirayim and change, we're going to learn about exactly what that change is. I'll shave my shirayim, hamukafoit, gather gavaya saratvachim, and they have the fetters. They're 70 amos plus, by 70 amos plus, and they're surrounded by a fence, by gather gavaya saratvachim, a 10 tafa fence, and tell them to say, oh, you can run around, you can have a glass, carry all over the place. Zero, excuse me. There's got to be some kind of uh, shack for the guards or uh, an actual building where you, where you live in, where you sleep in, or it has to be relatively close to the city. Relatively close to the city. So close to the city, so Rashi says that means your intent is to use it. Right? If it's close to your home, your intent is to use it. So therefore, um, it falls into the category of what's known as hukif ladira. Since it's hukif ladira, since it's fenced for dira purposes, for living purposes, so there's a pretty broad permission. Not the broadest permission in the world. We had other opinions that in the situation that's hukif ladira, they allowed up to five core, ten core of space, which is a much larger space. But that's a bit of a above. Says the Gemara, says the Mishnah, even if it only has a, a big old hole in it, a cistern or a ditch, you can carry in there. That's enough, in other words, to permit that kind of air described in the, uh, the first part of the Mishnah. Even if it's got none of the above, as long as it's 70, by, 70 plus by 70 plus. If its length was longer than its width, even one single amma, game over. It's got to be a square. Right? all about the on the other hand, even if it's double, right? Even if it's double the um, the length that we're looking for. The, excuse me, even if it's double, if, if its length is double its width, you can carry in there. Um, Rabbi Eloi, Rabbi Eloi says, Shamati Rabbi Elazar, base court. I heard from Rabbi Elazar that this is the halacha, even if the field we're dealing with is the size of a base court. Um, Shamati, 
I similarly heard from him that um, I similarly heard from him that one fellow, one member of a chaser, right? People make an air chaser, they band together to carry within a certain, within their chaser, all the, all the residents of a particular courtyard. And one of them forgets to make his eruv. One of them forgets to make his eruv. So also, right? he's not allowed to go in, uh, he's not allowed to carry in and carry out. It doesn't derail the entire Eruv. It doesn't derail the entire Eruv. Not only that, they can use the Chaser to carry things into his house, right? Because it's all one courtyard and they have made their Eruv, so they can use the courtyard to carry things into his house. Okay. Hmm. Um, I heard from him as well. Um, one may, uh, one may be yaitze with arkevelin. Arkevelin is a plant, it's a type of bitter herb, and you can use it as moro. So he says, I, I, I searched all the Talmidim, all the students, to find if anyone else was familiar with this statement like I was, and nobody knew what I was talking about. I seem to be the only person who ever heard this. Okay. What did Rehuda ben Baba say that makes it appropriate for the Mishnah to start with the word v'oid? And furthermore, maybe you're going to tell me in the previous Mishnah he was one of the Machmirim, he expressed a Chumra opinion, and he said, that you can only make Pasebi Royce on a well, a publicly held well. So you can say, ah, so that means void and furthermore. That makes void appropriate. Says the Gemara, I don't know about that. Um, after all, since he said a chumrah earlier and now he's just saying a different non-chumrah halacha, therefore it's appropriate to say void. Is that how it works? After all, um, said one matter, which was a chumrah, Yehuda, plain Yehuda, not Yehuda bin Baba. Right? Uh, there was no, um, there was no uh, insertion of the oid. But back, what does he mean? Back on Daf Yud Ches. Back on Daf Yud Ches in the Mishnah, where Yehuda said, Ad sign, right? Rabbi Huda says he got out to a Beisla sign. And then in our Mishnah, Rabbi Huda says, right, so he said a Chumr earlier and a kind of a, a neutral or maybe relatively cool statement now. And there was no V'oit. Okay. So obviously that's not the way it was. It's a little strange because you mean that the Mishnah's talk was quoting Rabbi Mbaba a moment ago, so that's why it's saying V'oit. But the Gemara feels that V'oit implies some kind of uh, loaded statement. So says the Gemara, um, there's a difference. Over there, there's a whole bunch of conversation in the Mishnah since between here and there. There's a lot of conversation there between here and there. So we don't need to reintroduce them with a void because we've already forgotten that we're talking about Rabbi That was a couple, that was a while ago that we were talking about Rabbi So, 
Um, given that we were talking about Rabino a while ago, it's perfectly appropriate to just bring him back in by quoting him. Yudimbo was talking a second ago, he was saying a chobra, and now he's saying a pretty standard, um, relatively cool halakha. So it makes sense to say, well, is that the case? Whenever the Rabbanon uh, interrupt you, do we insert a v'oid? But the lezard, the sukkah, the Rabbanon, the right? Um, I'm sorry, I think I said it backwards. Um, is it the case that whenever the Rabbanon interrupt you, you don't say v'oid? No, that's what I said. In fact, we seem to have a proof that, uh, that, that the Rabbanon might interrupt you and you can still say v'oid. You can still say void because Rabbi Eliezer, um, in Masechah Sukkah, in reference to the halacha of how many sudas, how many meals you have to eat in the sukkah. So as it says, um, you need to eat 14 meals in the sukkah. Um, the Chacham say there's no set amount. You just eat all your meals. All your meals need to be eaten in the sukkah. In the sukkah. And the Mishnah says, the oidam Rabbi Eliezer, Rashi brings Mishalei Ochalili of the Rishon Yashalili of the Achar night. If you missed out a night, you should uh, fill in a night later on. And we see that the Rabbanon interrupted him, interrupted him, and he went back to talking. So says the Gemara, Hasan did not say that's the Kua. Hacham no sechrit Over there, he was in the middle of saying, it was in the middle of a clause. He was in the middle of saying his opinion about this specific halacha that he was talking about. Over here, it's really addressing um, two different points, right? We're talking about Pasi Berois up until now, and now we're talking about um, how to make an Arab on a carpet, two very different halachas, and therefore um, it's appropriate to insert the word void. Okay. You don't need to have any of these little outbuildings that we described in order to consider this area to be hukif ladira, to be fenced for the purposes of a dwelling. The Tanakama, the Tanakama, um, explicitly said earlier that um, that the entire shear of Beisosayim of Tusa, right, is only relevant to Bina and Karpe. However, um, if there is some kind of Beisdira, if there is some kind of outbuilding in the area, that already entitles you to a lot more space. Now, what does that tell you? That tells you that for a carpet, for a gina, for, for areas that are not hukafladira, um, you don't, in fact, need uh, any, kind of, any kind of outbuilding. You can get a full base assign. Um, you can get a full base um, two-saw space. So what's the difference between the Cuban and the Tanakh? The difference between them is... Um, a dover muat, a very, very small amount. What's a small amount? As he explains, Mark explains um, that um, a big sasayim is a very small amount larger than 70 amites and uh, shirayim and chains. Actually, a very small amount larger. The tiny, we learn in a brisa. Rabbi Yehuda, I'm a dover muat, yeh al shivim am shirayim, loinosu chacham boishir. The Chachamim, right, there, there, there's, there's a very small amount, which is a little more. The Chacham didn't actually put their finger on it, but when you measure out a base, uh, 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 a base saw, perhaps there was some other method of measuring out a base saw that didn't involve simply measuring and multiplying, um, then you would know that it's a slightly larger amount. Very, very small. So now the Kamashir Sasayim, how does one do that? 
Chazar Mishkan. You measure it out like the Chazar Mishkan. How is this? Where, where does this come from? Review the Damakra. Oirecha Chazar Meyabama. Veroichav Chamishim Bechamishim. We know that the Chazar, you know what? Actually, I want to show you. I forgot to pull, pull up my computer, but I'm going to do it on my phone. Hopefully, you'll be able to see it. Um, I'm going to share my screen. Okay. I want to show you. Um, Daf Yomi. Here we go. Excellent. Where are my pictures? This is just really helpful to have a picture. I know uh, that I'm you on, are... Uh, I'm only seeing your home screen. Well, that's odd. Your desktop screen, I don't, I don't see anything else. So, I'm... Okay, I know what to do. I think that you'll just find this I mean, you being a more mathematically inclined person might be just totally fine anyway. But I know that I found it very, very helpful to um, to see to see a visual representation. Okay, well, now can you see this now? Yeah. Okay, excellent. So. This is the this is what's being described right now in the Gemara. How much of this year is I'm cut to Hamishkan? We're not immediately. How do we divide? How do we get this number? Um, the length of the chaser is one hundred amos. Right, it's one hundred by fifty. Amos right? So is a funny way of saying that it's fifty. Right, you know, it's like a hundred amos long and fifty, and the the width is fifty amos square. Right, it's a very very weird way. We would just say a hundred by fifty. So the the Chazal saw a hint here. Amar chamishim u'sevav chamishim. Right, so the, 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 there's, there's like a secret code, a secret message. Cut the chaser in half u'sevav chamishim. And and right, if you see, they've divided. They put they have one half is orange. That's that's the half we're keeping, and then they've divided the other half into smaller bits. So that's So three, uh, five strips of ten, right? Five strips of ten, and then we're going to subdivide one of the strips of ten um, once again. So as you see, it's broken down into four. Um, it's broken down into four. Um, four of ten. Uh, four. Uh, what do you call it? Um, four ten tefach squares, and then one ten tefach square, very small slices, and we're gonna. We're going to do something interesting with those slices. So, says the Gemara, what do you do? Now, look at this. Just look at this diagram. Um, it's really fascinating. Tefach or amot? I'm sorry? You, just say, you said tefach or not amot? The, the, the fifth strip of 10 amos long is divided into four, into five, 10 tefach squares. Okay, but I, I thought we were dealing in 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 Amos, not Tefachim. Uh, 
Yeah, we're just subdividing even more. You'll see what he does. Okay. Um, so here's the deal. Oh, you know what? You're right. I understand what you mean. Yes, they are five squares, which are each. I'm sorry, you're, you're absolutely correct. There are five squares. I'm, I'm hopeless at this. There are five <laughs> squares, um, each of which is 10 amois square. Okay. Correct, yeah. correct, yes. correct, correct. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, you're okay. You're, uh, you probably should be teaching this part. <laughs> so, anyway, so what do you do? You, you turn it around, and as you can see in, this, in the last page of the PDF, um, or the second to last, um, you, you, you take the, the four strip, four of the strips of 10, and you place them around, you arrange them around the middle, right? You put them around it. And then each of those, those four little green boxes are the are each ten amos square, and you place each of those in a corner, right? And uh, and then finally, you take the that last box and you kind of apply it all around the outside. Uh, the the reason why this is done in this way is absolutely beyond me. Um, I don't know if there is a mystical implication. I genuinely um, I don't know the first thing about the, the what the deeper meanings of this might be. Well, we um, have. We had an argument before, mm. and, I, and I don't recall exactly exactly the context about whether whether the area needed to be square or rectangular, and mm -hmm. I, and, and basically this is this is a way of um, making uh, of evening it out. Okay, so you have you have two choices, right? You have the rectangle choice, and this and that's the way you divide it up with the strips, um, or you can have the equivalent area in the square choice, which is that what we're seeing here so um, i suppose yeah yeah because I mean, yeah, uh, yeah it, just, it seems I mean, like a really idiosyncratic way to get the area but yeah yeah but it's the same it's the same area right because you know 70 and two right uh, you know is, is maybe that's square, how they did it is a square root of 150 maybe that was the norm mm -hmm. right 70 for 70 and 4 is right and the remainder is the square root okay that adds up Okay. Okay. So anyway, this is what they did. Um, okay. Very well. So that's how they got to that number. So the Gemara Pashte de So what is the simple meaning of the pasta? Well, what actually did the pasta mean to say? So says the Gemara. Because after all, we said it's a kind of funny way to say 50 wide. This is called that the width is 50 by 50. So the Gemara explains what it means is you place the Mishkan at the uh, at the edge of Chamishim. What does that mean? At the edge of 50, there should be 50 Amos in front of the and it should have 20 amas of space in every direction. <laughs> That's how you should position it, abutting the second 50 amas section of the, uh, the overall real estate of the Mishnah. Very well. Rabbi Lezer, I'm Rabbi Lezer, right? And we said, or Rabbi Lezer said, if, it was, if it's longer than it is wide, that's no good. Didn't we learn a bracha? If it is more than double the length, if the length is more than double the width, the implication is that it's got to be double, but um, 
Otherwise, it's not an issue. Rebbe says, in that case, you can't carry. But the implication is that if it's a little bit longer, that's all right. I'm reviewing Barabaya. That's actually what we meant in our mission as well. It's okay if it's, a, if it's somewhat rectangular, it just can't be double. Once it's double, that's too much. Well, that just sounds like Rabbi of the mission. The difference between them is going to be the Rivua, the Rivura Abonim, the square, that they're Abonim squared. So Rashi explains that Rabbi Lezer holds that that the length being um, being longer than the than the, um, um, the, the if the length is double the width, that's too much. But anything less than that is actually kind of the standard. That's what Rashi says. And there's no need to make it a square at all. If it's a square, that's okay. There's no need to make it a square. Well, Rabbi Yossi holds that Lechat Hila, it should be a square. It should be a square. If, as it happens, it becomes rectangular, it doesn't become an issue, or you make it rectangular, right? It doesn't become an issue until it is more than double the length. Double the length or more, I should say. Okay, interesting uh, thing to have a like this about. Rabbi Yossi, we had the opinion of Rabbi Yossi, finally, who says that um, that uh, even if it is uh, double the length, you can, even if the, excuse me, the length is double the width, you can carry within it. So says the Gemara, it's my Rabbi Yosef, I'm Rabbi Yudah Marshmuel, Halach Rabbi Yosef, they say that Allah is like Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yudah um, Marshmuel, Halach Rabbi Kiba. Rabbi Yudah, and on the other hand, Rabbi Yudah Marshmuel also said that Halach is like Rabbi Akiva. Halach is like Rabbi Akiva. So what did Rabbi Akiva say? Rabbi Akiva didn't really speak to this issue. Rabbi Akiva just said it doesn't have to be Hukka Fladira, it doesn't have to have one of these uh, outbuildings in it. So says the Gemara, the Tavayu Kula, these are so two different Kulas, right? It can be rectangular, even double the length, double the length, double the width, and it doesn't have to be Hukka Fadira. Utsricha, we need it both. Yes, we need it Had we only said Rabbi Yaisi, I wouldn't have known that it, that uh, I can do this even if there are no outbuildings, even if it's not Hukka Fadira. And so that, that's the Chedesh of saying, I would think if, if I'd only said the like I would think it needs to be a square. I wouldn't know that you're allowed to get away with uh, with a uh, with a um, uh, a nice long rectangle. And that almost seems like superfluous. Like we could have figured that out. Okay. When you have a carpef, which is larger than a base sasayim, but was hukaf ladira, right? It has a uh, an outbuilding or it's very close to the city, and it was fenced in for dira for dwelling purposes. Nizra Ruboy, Hareo Kagin of Aser. If you plant most of this area, at that point we say, okay, look, you're obviously not planning on traipsing around here very much because you planted it like a field. So now it's Aser. Not Ruboy, however, if you planted trees in the majority of it, Hareo Kachaser, that's just like a Chaser because it's perfectly okay to walk around between trees and it's Motar. Nizra Ruboy, Amr of in reference to Nizarubai, most of it being planted, that's only the case if the planted area exceeds a base sasayim, a tusa area. If it exceeds a, excuse me, if it is tusa or less, that's fine. Why, why is that the case? This is like the opinion of Shimon. It's not of Shimon. Um, 
they consider, Rabbi Shimon considers um, connected chateirois, kafeifois, um, etc., to be one rishos. So over here, really, the what you have now in your in your kafeifshotovadira um, is effectively the area that's not planted is a chaser. It's a courtyard, which is paros, right? It is open to a gina, um, to a planted gina. But that doesn't bother, um, right? It's, it's basically paros to the planted area. But that, since that area is less than a base science, so that doesn't like redefine the area. And so according to Shimon, it's all really just one carpet and at least the area which is not planted um, or the overall, uh, I suppose, if you wanted to wander into the planted area too and step on your tomato plants, um, that would be okay as well. Um, so therefore, it is according to Shimon's principle. According to Shimon's principle, we see that the uh, house or the chaser and the carpet can be um, one united rishos, and the fact that that uh, part of it has changed to a new kind of function doesn't divide it automatically. Okay, um, we're kind of in the middle here, but this is uh, this is uh, this is going to go for a good uh, ten plus more lines. So I think we'll break off here for now. All right. All right. Thank you.